Hello, beautiful people. My name is Drew Diorsi, and you are listening to the Body Life Mastery Podcast, where it is my intention to be an open channel of love and truth and to share with you practical information so you can begin to live your greatest life in your greatest body. And today it's episode 92 where I'll be sharing with you the story of my 72-hour fast. And I'm so excited to share all of the insights and, and takeaways from you because I did not expect what happened to happen. I was honestly blown away from my experience. And the way I foresee the flow of today's episode is I want to begin from the end, if you will. And I want to share with you the overarching principle that I took from this journey because I feel so confident that it's it's going to hit home for you and it's going to inspire you to live your best life ever and to really prioritize yourself and your life above anything else, okay? And then from there, I want to get into the details of what I did during the 72-hour journey because it wasn't just not eating food. There was a lot of components, okay? And also why I did it. And then from there, we'll spend a lot of time talking about my biggest insight and, and my biggest takeaways. And many of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you are going to sound out of this world and perhaps even vague. Because the truth is, it was an out of this world experience. It was fucking wild, okay? And I'm really excited to share with you, hoping that you will be able to kind of jump into my world for a moment and experience what I experienced. So that's my goal there. Um, and then from there, I'll talk about the hardest parts of the journey because this shit was hard. There were many moments where I was really tested and challenged. And I want to be honest about that. And then also what I'm going to be integrating into my life moving forward based off of the lessons that I learned and also how I'm going to do this differently the next time I do something like this. And last, but perhaps the most important, we'll wrap it up talking about what can you learn from my journey, but more importantly, what can you learn from doing something like this yourself? Because it's one thing to intellectually hear and understand the insights and principles from somebody else, but it's an entirely different thing to really experience it yourself and to embody that frequency and that vibration. It, it reminds me of reading an autobiography, if you will. Like, yeah, you can learn a lot of awesome things from somebody else's life, but like until you do the trials and tribulations yourself, it's just, it's just a head game and it needs to come from your heart. So beginning from the end, and this is again, the overarching principle, the most important principle that I took away from this journey. And it came right after the most 
challenging night. It was the third night of the 72-hour journey where I was just so uncomfortable. I was just so irritated. I just wanted to sleep. Up until that point, I'd spent like most of the time, 95% of the time, meditating, sitting down, or lying down. And I just wanted to fucking sleep. I wanted it to be over. And I was just tossing and turning all night. I laid in bed at 7 o'clock because I was like, I would just want to sleep and wake up and this thing's over. Um, but I lay down and, and I had a different experience lying ahead of me. And so I was just tossing and turning. I was just so frustrated. And then the next morning, I felt like jazzed and, and, and perhaps jazzed is not the right word. But I felt very clear in my mind. And I start my meditation and I had the most profound meditation I've had in my entire life. And the principle that I want to share with you that I feel so confident is going to hit home and it's going to like inspire you to, to do something that you've been putting off and you're going to know exactly what it is. Okay. On the other side of pain is bliss and beauty. On the other side of pain is bliss and beauty. And let me be clear. The pain I'm referring to is not the pain of gritting your teeth, waking up early, going to a job you don't like in order to pay your bills. It's not the pain of putting up with a relationship that you no longer love. It's not the pain of living a mediocre life. That's not the pain I'm referring to. I'm referring to the pain of honoring your truth and honoring your deepest desires. And the reason doing that is painful is because it's, out of the norm it's out of it's out of what you know okay and we've grown in this culture in this environment where it's just it's habitual for most of us to go down this path of mediocrity to go down this path of just shoving down your truth because you don't want um somebody not to approve of you you don't want to be ostracized etc etc so we just push it down right and if you want to live your best life ever, you have to take the other path, the path that is so uncomfortable for you. You have to take that because on the other side of that is bliss and beauty. And I've heard it been said that the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. I want you to write that down. If you haven't heard it before, write it down and spend some time just thinking about that. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. You know deep down where you want to go. There's this, there's this a cloud of limiting beliefs that are telling you a million reasons why you shouldn't be doing it. And they're all rational, logical reasons not to do it. Because shit, you might lose a lot of money or you might lose a lot of friends. You might lose your apartment, et cetera, et cetera. There's rational reasons. But you're going to have to blast through that. And there's nobody that's going to tell you how to do it. You just got to fucking do it. Um, so that's the biggest takeaway. And then from there, so many other epic takeaways that 
are very different from that, that I also trust will inspire a new perception, um, if you will. But before I, I go deeper into other takeaways, I just want to share with you exactly what I did and why I did it. So yes, it was a 72 hour water fast where I just consumed water and I added some electrolytes in the water to ensure my hydration. Um, and so there was no food for 72 hours, just water. My last meal was at 5 p.m. on Friday. My first meal was on 5 p.m. on Monday. Also alongside the water fast was a dopamine detox, meaning there were no electronics. There was really no type of stimulus or entertainment. I didn't read. I didn't write. I just took a couple notes, just like bullet points here and there, but I intentionally didn't want to write. My goal was to completely eliminate all stimulus so that I was forced to sit with myself. And my only source of entertainment, if we can call it that, was a candle flame. I did have a candle flame, and I'm very glad that I did because it became my best friend. And it was so nice to have something to just focus my attention on. So, yeah, I did have a candle flame. But aside from that, no electronics, no stimulus. And I also, for 72 hours, tried to remain as silent and as still as I possibly can. So there's practically no talking. There were a couple points where I like talked to myself, but just really briefly, I was really intentional with keeping that to a, a minimum and also stillness. I practically sat down or lied down for 72 hours. Every day I did give my myself the opportunity to go on a walk for 30 minutes, which I mean, goes by super fast in, in the scheme of 72 hours. Um, so I did get some movement in just so I wouldn't uh, go absolutely insane, I suppose. Another thing that I added into the mix was I did a coffee enema each morning. And the reason I did this was just to simply cleanse my colon and to stimulate a, a more optimized detoxification process for my liver. So it was really um, taking my health to the next level, if you will. Now, <clears throat> why did I do this? Well, there's a couple more things I want to add into what I did. So the first two days of the 72-hour process, or the 48 hours, it was, it was really a practice of mindfulness. It was a practice of not really like, how do I want to say this? It wasn't like choosing my thoughts, okay? And I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. It was just an act of observing them. It was an act of observing them. So if you imagine looking at a busy road and the cars are your thoughts, rather than walking into one of the cars and going down the road further with that car, it's just sitting on the sidewalk and observing all of them. So that was the first two days. And the third day was a day of me jumping into the seat of the creator and really choosing my preferred reality and choosing my thoughts. And I preferred this much more. The third day was, was much better than the mindfulness days. So the third day included a lot of affirmations. For hours and hours and hours, I repeated an affirmation that I'll share with you in a moment. And it was the beginning of the third day 
which is when I had the biggest, most epic, profound meditation, it was like this intentional dialogue and communication with source to where I was always like in this constant communication with my higher self or the God within. So it was a lot more um, choosing my, my reality the third day. Hopefully that makes sense. So moving on, why did I decide to do this 72-hour journey? My intention was to let go and surrender, just to let go and surrender. And the reason I chose that is because I create this experience for my day-to-day -day life where there's, there's a lot of power with the way that I live my life. There's a lot of me intentionally choosing my preferred reality, me really focusing my mind on exactly what I want. And it's been so fun to do that. And it's really put me on this massive high for, for quite a while. And it's gotten me awesome results and I'm absolutely loving it. And yet, and yet I know my soul incarnated here to experience all the all of the dimensions, including surrendering and letting go, including not having the answers, including being a victim. Like my soul incarnated to experience all of these things. And so I wanted to choose that for myself, okay, rather than the universe thrusting it upon me to where it's so easy to feel like you're not subconsciously choosing it. For example, rather than waiting until I got sick, to, it's basically your subconscious choosing to pause and to surrender and to let go. But it's so hard to see that because nobody talks about that concept or that principle. Um, so I wanted to really choose it myself intentionally and consciously rather than getting sick or getting injured, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I did it. Moving on, I have some bullet points of my biggest insights and I'm just going to share with you like what I wrote down and then I'll just kind of further elaborate where I, I feel like I, I want to. So, and some of them are going to sound silly. So, so bear with me, my friend. The first one is I wrote down, and this was probably 40 hours into the journey or so. I don't need anything. I don't need anyone to thrive because I love me. And this was a very liberating experience for me because it's so easy for us humans to kind of get caught in this trap of feeling like you need other people's approval you need other people's love to to live your best life when what i became aware of during this journey was i don't i don't need anything i don't need anyone for me to live my best life yes there's, there's levels to this. I certainly prefer connecting with an amazing community and, and, and creating loving dynamics with other human beings. Yeah, I prefer that for sure. But it, it's liberating me from the need of like feeling like I have to show up a certain way in order for other people to love me so that I can create that connection because I now know I don't need that to thrive. So that was huge. That was a big takeaway. And I've, I've, for the past few years, I've done a good job at like honoring my truth and not like feeling like I'm sacrificing any part of me in order to 
please somebody else so they don't kick me out of their circle or so they don't stop loving me. I feel like I've done a good job, but there's levels to that. And I feel like I tapped into a new level of just pure liberation to where I'm going to continue to show up with so much love, but I don't give a fuck who resonates with, with my vibration or not. The people who will are exactly who need to, and the people who won't are exactly who shouldn't. <laughs> um, so that's one bullet point. That's one takeaway. Another thing was, and I've shared this before, um, this wasn't necessarily something new, but it was something that I really experienced deep, deep, deep down. I've read about it a lot, but I really experienced it here. And that is, there's only two states of being. You can either be the creator or you can either be the victim. You can either feel like you are responding to everything or you can realize that you are creating everything. You can feel like right now that you are responding to the words that are coming out of my mouth, or you can feel like you are creating them. Perhaps a, a way to kind of make more sense of that is you're not experiencing my words right now. You're experiencing your perception of my words. And once you realize that, you, you kind of have this power, have this ability to choose your own perception. So you're either the creator or the victim. And there was so much time that I spent in the victim seat where I was just like, this fucking sucked. I was, I was in pain a lot of the time. I was frustrated a lot of the time. And that's me being a victim um, because I didn't take responsibility for my experience. I didn't prioritize my well-being above anything else. I felt like I, I wanted to be right. Um, so that's one bullet point. You're either the creator or the victim. Another thing that I tapped into was the mindfulness practice that I spent the first 48 hours really embodying was I felt like I was resting as love. I wasn't attaching myself, resting as unconditional, pure love. I wasn't attaching myself to the thoughts that were going by. And so I, I felt like I was resting as unconditional love where there, there were no more good thoughts or bad thoughts. There were no more empowering thoughts or disempowering negative thoughts. All of it was love. All of it was medicine. And this has been something I've actually been integrating into my life um, recently, which there's no good or bad habits. Everything serves you. Everything puts you into the perfect place that you need to be. Okay. And so that was something that I, I really tapped into. Um, I feel like I can make a podcast uh, episode for every single one of these, but we're going through these kind of quickly. Another insight was, and this one was huge. This one was really cool. I don't care how long I live. I just want to live epically. I just want to go all in on everything I fucking do. I don't care how long I live. I don't care if I'm here for another month or another 50 years, 60 years. I don't care. I just want to feel like I'm used up. And I'm sure you've heard that before. I want to feel like I'm used up because I just experienced what it's like to be bedridden. And I chose it. 
And that's how most people spend the majority of like the last 20 years of their life, right? Where they're just sitting on their ass. They're watching TV, twirling their thumbs. They're not living. And so I really embody this, this understanding of, I just want to live an epic life. I don't give a fuck how long I live. And yeah, that might inspire me to do dangerous things or um, consume foods that are not the absolute best, but I don't care. I want to live my best life. Um, moving on. <clears throat> okay, this is this is kind of a, a building block to that. I feel like this 72-hour fast and dopamine detox is the greatest cure-all for procrastination. Because <laughs> by the end of it, you just want to go live full throttle. You just want to go fucking attack the things that are most important to you because you just spent the past 72 hours being forced to do nothing. And so if you're listening to this and you feel like you're procrastinating on, on things that you know you need to do, or you're just really fucking slow with your progress, knowing you can tap into something so much more, this dopamine detox and fast may be the greatest thing that you can ever do for yourself, okay? Because <clears throat> it forces you to really just want to fucking attack it. It reminds me of something I remember I read in a Tony Robbins book many, many, many years ago where somebody in his seminar spoke up and said, Tony, I can't lose weight. I have this problem of just eating too many chocolate bars. And it's my crutch and it's the reason why I can't lose any weight. And Tony just real quickly said, okay, well, do you want to overcome that? And the gentleman was like, yes, I do really want to overcome it. He's like, do you really want to overcome it? And he said, yes, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to overcome it. And so Tony Robbins said something along the lines of, okay, for the next 10 days, all you can do is eat chocolate bars. All you can do is eat chocolate bars. Every single meal, that's all you can eat is some type of chocolate bar. And going down a little bit further on the page I was reading, turns out the dude lasted just a few days and he couldn't take it anymore. And just the thought of a chocolate bar made him sick to his stomach and it made him want to vomit. And though, and, and thus... The dude stopped eating chocolate bars and he lost a lot of weight the next time he came back and saw Tony a year later. And that's the same principle here. If you're experiencing procrastination, stop everything. Stop the fucking emails. Stop the doing laundry. Stop everything for 72 hours. And you're going to come out so fucking driven. <clears throat> that's one principle. That's one takeaway. <clears throat> Another thing that I alluded to earlier is don't wait till you get sick or till you get injured to pause. Do it while you are still vibrant. Do it intentionally and consciously because when you're sick or you're injured, it's too easy to, to fall into the victim state and to feel like you didn't choose that pause even though you subconsciously did. Consciously, of course you didn't. You would rather be doing something else, but subconsciously, your soul knows it came here to experience everything, so it thrusted that upon you. So rather than waiting for that and experiencing the victim state, choose it consciously. Become the creator. Create the pause in your life. Okay. 
Another insight, again, this one doesn't really go in order here, but something that I wrote down was being hungry is no reason to make impractical decisions with food because hunger, it's going to subside quickly. So you just need to wait. And I really experienced that firsthand to where, yeah, I was, I was literally dreaming about eating food every single night. And I was looking at my beautiful arrangement of, of fruit that I have on the counter many times a day, just torturing myself. But I just realized like it's because my goal was to do this, like it, just because I was hungry, is not a good enough reason to, to do anything. The hunger is going to disappear. And so many of us have this really bizarre relationship with hunger and a fast and extended fast or even intermittent fasting really helps you build a uh, solid relationship with hunger and, and what it really means. Okay. Another thing that I thought was really cool about this was it helped me tap into the warrior archetype. And I'm reminded of a guided meditation that I went on. It was breath work and the woman facilitating it. She had a prompt, something along the lines of, tap into a part of you that has been laying dormant for a long, long time that you want to express. And the vision that I came up, that came up for me was this vision of being a warrior, of being out in the wilderness, fighting for my, my life, um, killing food to survive, protecting my tribe. And just this warrior, this badass warrior that my ancestors experienced for such a long time. Everybody in my lineage experienced that for such a long time until, what, 100 years ago? Um, and I've been living this very soft existence. Sure, I've had my own trials and tribulations. Um, I push it hard in the gym. But I've never experienced what it's like to fight for my life. And that's like this human trait that I haven't tapped into. And so doing this challenge of, of starving myself and, and of completely forcing myself to go in was like a, a, a way of kind of easing into that. And it's really going to inspire me to take another step in that direction and, and schedule a trip where I go out to the wilderness. And yeah, I'll probably be eating food, but it's going to be a complete dopamine detox. I'm just going to be outside with a guide and, and see what that's all about, because that's something that I want to tap more into. So that came up for me during the journey. Um, the next thing that I wrote down, and I've mentioned this already, was I, I experienced this, this really deep connection upon waking up the third morning. And it was, like I said, just after the worst night ever. Like it was such a miserable, uncomfortable, painful night where I was just, I was moaning and bitching all night. Um, now I, I don't want to give away everything that I experienced during this meditation, because I, I realize that everybody needs their own individual experience and what I experienced, it's kind of hard to put in words anyways, but in essence, I became one with all of creation and it was a very visceral experience. I literally saw and experienced the big bang and I saw and I experienced how I was I was everything. I was one with everything. And it was a really magical, profound meditation that, whoa, 
blew my mind wide open. And it was something I've intellectually understood for a while doing all the studying and contemplation I've done over the years. But I've never experienced meditation like this to where I, I really dropped into it. And I just, I rested in this state where everything is manifested and everything is created. So that was a huge takeaway for me. Um, it also, not related to the meditation, it, this process and this journey, it really deepened my conviction on the importance of having a strong, healthy, and vital body. Because I felt so fucking weak pretty much that entire time. The third day, I started to feel a little bit more oomph, a little bit more power, but I felt so weak and so like clumsy with my body. And it reminded me of how thankful and grateful I am for the habits that I have that help me live this very functional, strong, healthy life to where if I want to go hike a mountain, I can fucking do it. If I want to go really do anything with my body, I can do it. Um, and I know most people can't because I speak with so many people who tell me that one of the biggest reasons that they want to start taking back um, control of their health is because they want to be able to go for like a long hike, but they just can't. And the last takeaway that I want to share with you is there is no thing holding you back. It is always but a lack of clarity and definiteness of focus. Once you get crystal clear with what you want and you focus on that, you are going to break through any preconceived limitation that you're currently experiencing. And the only reason you're experiencing it is because you lack clarity and you lack definiteness of focus. And knowing this, I spent a lot of time on the third day affirming over and over and over again that which I know I want to create more of. And so over and over and over again, I, I affirmed to myself health, abundance, and impact. Health, abundance, and impact. And rather than just saying the word over and over again, I started with that, but I really, I saw and I noticed the vibration and the emotions that those words brought in within me. And I started just to focus on, on that frequency and that emotional state. So rather than thinking the words, I started to focus on the emotion that they bring up inside of me. And that's how affirmations are really beneficial. They're, they're not necessarily that beneficial if you're just thinking thoughts over and over again. Sure, they may seep in a little bit and start to really influence your behavior and your perception. Yeah, but to really skyrocket that and accelerate your growth and your, your ability to create and manifest what you want, it's really beneficial to notice the vibration and the emotional state your words of affirmation bring up and focus on that and feel that above anything else. Feel that even though the universe may reflect to you reasons why you should feel something else. Feel your emotion that you associate with your affirmation, that you associate with achieving your goal, and you will accelerate your life. So those are the biggest takeaways. The hardest part of this 72 hour journey, there was a lot of hard parts. 
if I'm being honest with you, a lot of hard parts. The first day, the first day was pretty simple. Um, I felt really tired. I felt like I probably needed to catch up on a lot of sleep. So I slept a lot of that first day and the meditations were just mindful. I wasn't really hungry at all because I practice a lot of intermittent fasting. So I'm used to going quite a while without eating and not freaking out. And then like the 24 to like the 36 hour mark. So towards the evening of the first night and a lot of the next morning, that's when I was really hungry. And that's when my mouth was really watering and it was, it was like hunger pains. Eventually that started to subside and the hunger really disappeared after that. Yes. I was still like daydreaming about, Oh my goodness, I can't wait to break the fast and eat what I have in my mind, but there was really no hunger anymore. And so that was really liberating. Um, and then like the 48 hour mark. So towards the evening of the second night, all the way through deep or towards the evening of the second night, um, until like 64 hours into it, I started to feel really irritated and uncomfortable. There was a lot of irritation, a lot of discomfort where I was just tired of sitting in the same position. I was tired of laying down, um, and my body just felt like whatever I tried to do, whatever position I tried to put it in, I just felt so uncomfortable. I could only really sit somewhere for, for a short period of time before I'm like, I got to fucking change. Um, and this was also uh, apparent with just whenever I did go for my walks, the first few walks of the fast, I felt so weak, frail, and just clumsy. I felt like I could have tripped on my feet so easily and just fallen over. Every time I try to stand up from like sitting on the couch, if I were to go to the restroom, I just felt just so weak trying to get up. So that wasn't fun. And then like the 64 to the 68 hour. So the third morning, um, and this didn't, this didn't last very long. Let me be clear. It was just like pure bliss, just epic fucking bliss to where I, I became one with everything. And I just, created and experienced this incredibly deep, intimate connection with all that is, source, God, call it whatever you want. And that was, it was epic. It was, it was something that I do tap into on a regular basis. Um, but I felt like it was, it was a new level during this meditation and during this journey. And then the final few hours, like the 68 to the 72 hour mark, it was really, it was really fucking incredible. And this might have been the, uh, the most fun for me because the final few hours I stopped the dopamine detox because I had some very important client calls that I, I did not want to reschedule. And it was only just a, a few hours left and I know I didn't have to be perfect. Um, so I stopped the dopamine detox just a few hours. So I was still fasting. And I was having my conversations with my clients and, and we get deep in our conversations. We talk about breaking through limiting beliefs. We talk about um, people who have anxiety and depression and, and, and eating disorder. So the, the conversations are really comprehensive and I have to be really dialed in to be of service and to be of value. And I felt incredibly intuitive and just guided when I was communicating with my clients, the final few hours of my fast. 
and it, it just felt it just the communication was just amazing i felt so i was felt like i was channeling love to such a high degree yeah i'm doing it right now for sure but it just felt a little bit clear i think is probably the best way to say it the connection felt stronger so that was really really cool so those were some of the hard parts and what i really look forward to integrating into my life based off of these lessons is like this new level of drive and purpose and that might sound crazy to a lot of people who know me who think that i'm the most disciplined person they know or the most driven person they know etc etc and and yes there is a lot of drive within me but like i felt there's there's levels to all of this and i feel like i just cherish my health and my my life even more now after experiencing what it's like to not be able to to live my regular life if you will so i feel like i'm i'm tapping into this this new level of of drive and and, and purpose and on top of that and I don't know if this is the best way to phrase it, but this is what I wrote down. Hopefully you'll be able to see between the, the words. But like another thing that I'm going to integrate, and again, there's all there's levels to all of this. I've been doing this at a certain degree, but it's going, it's it's 10x now. Okay. It's this complete disregard of what people think of me. Because the very first principle that I shared with you, right? I don't need anything or anyone to thrive because I love me. I don't need anybody's approval. I don't need anybody's money. I don't need anybody's support because I love me so fucking much. And I'm going to integrate that even more into my life. And that's really going to, I believe, impact the value that I can bring to other people. It's not going to make me disrespectful to anybody it's going to impact the value i can bring because it's me coming more from my truth speaking more from my truth and that is what serves people it might be the thing that makes you uncomfortable and be like dude i'm not used to people talking to me like that but if you are a grown-ass adult and if you are mature the truth will set you free, right? The truth is what you don't want to hear, but the truth will set you free. So I'm going to be tapping into that even more, and I can feel it right now with the words that I'm choosing and with how I'm doing this podcast and how I communicated with people at the gym this morning, which was really my first interaction with more than one person. Um, Last two things that I want to share with you before we wrap this up is, is what would I do differently the next time is, well, I think the fact that I combined it, I combined the the fast with the dopamine detox was really fucking hard. Like it was so, it was really, really hard to be honest with you. And there were many moments where it just, it sucked. It really, really sucked. It was worth it. It was amazing. So much bliss and so much beauty on the other side of that pain. Um, but I feel like what I want to do before I, I do the same thing is I want to do a 72-hour fast um, where I don't completely eliminate dopamine. What I would love to do is do a 72-hour fast where I'm in like a beautiful Airbnb somewhere in the nature so I can experience that and I can also do it with somebody else. Um, so that sounds fun. And I want to do that just because I really loved 
like the clear communication I had with other people and the clear communication I had with source, one and the same. But I, I want to experience that more and I don't want it to be completely miserable while doing it. <laughs> um, and then the dopamine detox is another thing I really want to do. Just stop looking at my screen so much and perhaps spend a day, a week where I eliminate it. Or even if I do another 72-hour version of it, um, do it with, with somebody who I love, do it with people who I love, and really just experience like profound human connection um, as opposed to like a virtual connection. So that's what I would do differently. Perhaps someday I'll do the same dopamine detox alongside the fast, but right now that just does not sound exciting. That might change tomorrow. Um, to finish this podcast, what can you learn? I'll share three things here. You will learn, and I suppose what I mean by what can you learn, not necessarily from my story, but what can you learn if you do something like this for yourself, where you do a fast and you do a dopamine detox and you just stop for 72 hours? What will you learn? You will learn a new level of patience. And patience is the foundation to great success. Patience is the foundation to great success. People who have succeeded have failed more times than you've even tried. And I know you've heard that a million times, but do you live in alignment with that truth? Most people don't. Most people stop because they lack patience. This will give you so much patience. That's one thing you can really, really learn and take away from doing this yourself. You'll also going to learn how resilient you really are. You're so fucking resilient. You're a human being. Give yourself some credit. Challenge yourself because you will come up with a solution. Do something totally radical that is in alignment with like your deepest desires and your truth but it's totally um, different than the way you've been living, do that thing and you're going to realize that you're going to figure out how to make it work. Always. What, what do they say? There hasn't been a bad day you haven't overcome. Something along those lines, right? You have a 100% success rate on getting through your worst days. Like, yeah. Do you live in alignment with that though? You're like, most people, the answer is no. So I challenge you to do something fucking insane. And not only do I share that to inspire you, I, I do that to, to inspire myself, right? This is, this is all just me speaking to myself. We teach that what we need most. I needed to hear that right now, and I'm glad I fucking said it. And I know I'm going to take advantage of that and uh, do something crazy. I don't know what that thing is right now, aside from, I, I suppose the first thing that comes to mind is, is go to Hawaii. I really want to go to fucking Hawaii. But before I do that, <laughs> uh, my best friend is in, one of my best friends is in Miami. So I'm going to drive down there and spend a month or two down there. And then I want to go, I want to get out of this country. 
um, not to get out of this country, but to just simply experience other cultures. And I know Hawaii is in America, part of America, but it's outside of the connected states. Nevertheless, the last thing I'll say here is if you if you feel like you lack discipline and you lack um, motivation and inspiration to take action towards your goals, if you feel like that's, that's true for you and you feel like that's really hindered you, you will come out of this 72-hour journey with the most fucking drive you've ever experienced in your entire life. If you haven't done anything like this, if you've done things like this, then perhaps you've already experienced that. But like me, I had not done anything like this in my entire life, right? I, I've fasted for 24 hours, but like I was working, playing the entire time. This is something I've never done. I haven't done anything like this whatsoever. Nothing close to it. So if you're like me in that sense, you will come out with the most drive and the most passion you've felt in your entire life. And I feel so confident when I say that. And that's how I want to wrap this up on that high note. If you enjoyed this, please write to me. Um, I'm going to leave my email in the show notes down below. Please write to me and tell me what you thought. This is a format of a podcast that I've never done before. Um, so I'm curious as to what you think about it. And if you love it, love it, love it, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast because perhaps I said something to you that really spoke to you and you feel like other people need to hear. And if that's the case, the only way to do that, my friend, is to share this. Um, and doing so would really mean the world to me. And I, I say that from the bottom of my heart, which I don't know why we have that phrase because it's really from my full heart. <laughs> Um, and then the last thing is, if you enjoy this type of content, if you enjoyed anything that I shared with you, and if you have yet to join our free private Facebook community, I really encourage you to do that right now. The, show, the link will be in the show notes down below. Just read the description. Um, inside of that community it is so fucking cool. It's just a bunch of people. We have over a thousand people now who are just on this journey of living their best life in their best body. And we talk about some epic things that will really accelerate your life. So if you want to tap into that, please make sure to join the Facebook group. Other than that, subscribe to my podcast. My name is Judy Orsi and I love you. Talking to you, I love you so much, my friend. Talk soon.